Welcome to Smart Casual, Images Fashion Podcast in collaboration with Kildare Village, dealing with personal style in a way that speaks to you. Hosted by me, Fashion Director Marie Kelly. And me, Aideen O'Connell, Image.ie staff writer. And me, Sarah Rickard, Fashion Stylist and Creative Consultant. In our 20s, 30s and 40s, we're three women across three decades with three unique perspectives on how fashion shapes the world. Fashion and personal style are about a lot more than the clothes we choose to put on every morning. They're about the world we live in and who we choose to be. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to fashion, and we certainly love a chat. Welcome to Smart Casual. Welcome back to Smart Casual, where it's a major week in the fashion calendar with the Met Gala taking place. The Met Gala will be the subject of documentaries, countless think pieces and trending Instagram posts for months to come. We're recording this episode a few days before the big day, so unfortunately we can't dissect the best outfits of 2019. But we will be dissecting the massive event that is the Met Gala. The themes, the highs and lows and how it cemented itself as one of the most anticipated style events of the year. But first, what caught your eye this week, Marie? Uh, so my uh, fashion high this week was discovering a new sustainable brand called uh, Baugen. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm not sure. Um, and I saw Catherine Omerod wearing it on Instagram um, and she's very cool and I really like her sense of style and her aesthetic and how she thinks about fashion. So I went online and had a look and really nice label uh, with really, really good tailoring, nice kind of selection of dresses, really good price points, kind of around about the sort of 90 euro mark for a really nice skirt dress. Um, And it kind of had a little bit of a sort of a Nina Bing feel to it you know really nice military style jackets good tailoring and just really you know those lovely kind of really pleated skirts really nice pleated skirts kind of that just go go with everything but really good price point as well so I really liked it I thought it was um, it was a bit of a find so I'll probably buy something from that soon and, uh, and try it out in the flesh. And then I guess the other high of the week was the VIP Style Awards, which we have to mention because it's a huge event in the fashion calendar in Dublin. And I think for me, um, the best dressed were um, Evine Garhin. Yeah. I thought I thought she was fantastic. I mean, you know, I love tailoring. Mm. I love trousers. So um, I thought she looked fantastic. And it was, um, I think, a Katrina Coyne uh, top she wore, one-shouldered um, and massive oversized bow that sort of um, draped down actually as far as the ground. Yeah, it looked I think. like a gown from one yeah, side. Yeah, it did. It was, so, it was so sweeping. It yeah. was almost like a, a train yeah. to the side and black tuxedo pants and I thought she absolutely rocked yeah, it. I she, 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 looked, looked yeah. she looked really, really chic and really contemporary. I mm. thought she looked fantastic. She's beautiful looking anyway, so yeah. that obviously helped. Um, and then I thought Louise McSherry looked superb. Yes, I yeah, she really did. I really, ex- I mean, everything from how she styled her hair, how mm-hmm. she did her makeup, to the cut of the dress, the beautiful tall detailing on the sleeves, um, the kind of um, sort of embellished detailing, I think, around the bust or sort of embroidered detailing, okay, I think yeah. it was. Uh, I just thought it was beautiful and I She's thought she um, I thought she nailed it. Yeah, yeah. her makeup was always amazing it, as it, well. Yeah. Beautiful. <gasps> mm, yeah, beautiful. Stunning. Yeah, well, my fashion high uh, is not personal this week. You'd be all happy to hear. <laughs> um, again, from the VIP style words, I thought Remy Nadu in Helen Cody yes. was yeah. absolutely sublime. Yeah. I just think she looked, she managed to look ethereal and modern at the yes, same time, yeah. which is, isn't is easy. And I just think they make a, a good pairing, you know, herself and Helen. Mm. So bravo to them. And um, another of my fashion highs would be Keanu Reeves fronting the current Saint Laurent campaign, which makes me very, very happy because really? he's not he's not in our lives enough. Yeah, he actually isn't. And he's have you seen the memes of him? Like I love him. Yeah, he, just, he's so funny. He's so funny, and he seems really down to earth. Yeah, really nice person. Yeah, he seems like a lovely person. Now I don't know if they're urban myths, but uh, <laughs> everyone knows a Keanu Reeves story about how how generous he was on a subway or something. Yeah, but yeah, I I think I just think the campaign is perfection. Yeah, like I want to buy men's Saint Laurent. Look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marie is looking yeah, indifferent. I'll, I'll check that. No, 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 I'll check that out. But I mean, I don't know. I've never been a massive Keanu Reeves fan. Well, and, I'm not a and fan of his films. You know, but it works though. Something yes. does work. Yeah, yeah. With that I'll campaign. have a look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one it was a new label that I came across uh, well for me anyway uh, it's called Bernadette it's a mother-daughter fashion brand from Antwerp in Belgium I don't know if you've heard I haven't of heard it. of it no, no. Uh, the, the the stuff is on Netaporte, so it's obviously you know fairly well known. But they're just gorgeous, easy to wear silk dresses and really nice prints and lovely kind of zingy colours. Just mm. really cool aesthetic, and it's her. Um, it, it's a daughter mother daughter duo, which is really nice. 
uh, from Belgium and they kind of the prints are kind of reminiscent of Dries van Noten type prints nice. another Belgian designer price, price point one of my favourites uh, pricey enough like I'd say kind of 700 maybe right. for investment, a dress investment yeah, pieces investment then. pieces but just I thought it was really cool because they're like silk slip dresses but you put them on with like a masculine trench or yeah. blazer yeah, yeah. and just, just a really nice pair runners. cool contrast yeah, yeah really really lovely um, the, lastly, it was the Dior cruise collection, which was in Marrakesh. So the theme of her collection was common ground and it was a celebration of different cultures coming together. Um, Maria Grazia Curie has always had her heart set on establishing creative exchanges with African cultures, Dior explained in a press release. With this collection, she sought to dialogue with the real and imagined landscape of Morocco at the crossroads of the Mediterranean, Europe and Africa as a dream destination for artists, poets, writers and eternal adventurers. The show itself was held in a 16th century palace and was extremely powerful and feminine and gave me yet another excuse to revisit Marrakesh. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I always love the press releases around the shoots, or sorry, around the shows, yeah. you know, how they explain the, the concept. And yeah. I love the language that they use and it's always mm. sort of very inspiring, yeah. isn't it? And it really does give you like a... Another sort of a, level. Another kind level, of, yeah. Yeah, to, to what they're doing with their collections. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And Aideen? Um, my high of the week is personal. Um, it's an outfit I wore over the weekend to the family wedding, which I've mentioned too many times on this the podcast. Famous wedding. Wedding. <laughs> the famous wedding. That's now over and I'm really sad about it. It was my first cousin's. Um, you don't know the first that? cousin. How do you not know that? Yeah, I've <laughs> say I've told everyone and their daughter. Um, but and I've mentioned the dress as well before. But it was a floral, um, yellow and purple eighties style Rixo dress. Yes, it was that fabulous. I treated myself to, and I just adored wearing it from start to finish. It was so comfy, and I just felt amazing in it. And I can't wait to wear it again. And it's just so nice, like the power of an outfit. What Power it can do to your confidence. Mm. Oh my God, just yeah. unreal. Like, and even my mom said, she said, I just look so comfortable in it from the moment I put it on. Um, and then I wore a beaded headband that was made for me by milliner Aoife Hannon from Nistole. Fab. I think she made it for me in like two days and she beaded, she sewed, I mean, um, every bead individually onto the band and it was definitely one of the most comfortable headpieces because sometimes those hair bands can yeah, actually give you, give you a headache. Yeah. But I left it on all day and I actually think I woke up with it on me the next morning. <laughs> um, but, she, um, but she's so talented, Aoife is. And mm. if you have an event coming up or you're going horse racing or anything like that, I definitely look her up. Right. Um, so yeah, good tip, that was yeah. it. Um, so this week's topic is obviously the Met Gala. Um, now, personally, I love the Met Gala. I just love the drama and the celebrities. I think it's like reality TV for fashion. Um, it's just so over the top and incredibly out there. Um, it's such a big thing now. Like, I actually think it's bigger than the Oscars mm-hmm. because my friends and I, over the last few years, after the Monday... We just seem to dissect the fashion, yeah. even to the most minuscule bit. And like, I can't wait for Monday because I know for a fact once the first few pictures start coming out, like we'll all be in the group chat, like putting up the pictures, saying who our favourite is. Um, but what I found actually interesting when I was looking up about the Met Gala and just kind of previous series, if you look at like the Met Galas of like the 90s, You'll see how tame. Yes, oh they my were god, so they were understated. So yeah. tame. Yeah. They were like the Oscars yeah. of now. Yeah. And like compared to how everyone dressed up, and, it's yeah. so flamboyant. Yeah. It's mad. And like. The outfits were so simple mm. and there was maybe a few who maybe came out with very dramatic sure. looks. Like sure, yeah, she always, <laughs> oh my God. I saw some pictures for her this morning. She was so, so cool. But um, I think nowadays with just the drama of it all, I think a lot of it has to do with social media and obviously the heavy coverage that it gets mm-hmm. across all platforms. And we talked about this before in the podcast about how there's definitely this pressure, I think, on celebrities in particular to wear something unbelievable, like something so completely out there so that they will get the exposure. The Instagram hits. Yeah, exactly. The Instagram likes, like, whatever. Last year, Kate Bosworth looked unbelievable yeah. in this Oscar de la Renta gown. She dressed as a Catholic bride um, for the team Heavenly Bodies and I thought she looked unbelievable and even hers was kind of out there mm. but it didn't get the exposure in comparison to like Rihanna dressed up as the female Pope. Well, I, mean, I know, well, that really was mad. That. Like You can't really top that. But Cardi B and like Ariana Grande, they were the people that you saw on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Last year's theme was definitely one of my favourites and I think it definitely and I think it was just because it had to do with religion and like the Vatican had sent over artefacts like it just made mm. the whole thing just unbelievable mm. like it was so it was so rich and opulent so, yeah, so, so much scope yeah. so much scope yeah. like and to you, play with you saw so many different interpretations of the oh, theme completely, yeah. which is really interesting yeah. and um, I think this year's theme being camp mm. that it will be more than likely more out there than last year mm. and I think they actually that is their plan now to actually make every theme just to one up the other year like I think that they just want to keep one Gets bigger more and, more and better extra. definitely yeah. yeah like I loved Blake Lively last year in Versace and Lily Collins I thought looked amazing she dressed up as like a nun but it was Givenchy and she had like um, 
it was like a red tear like God, blood coming out of her eyes I thought she, um, she had like this big headpiece and it was like a sheer skirt and it was very like structural and I thought she was amazing um, Zendaya yeah. is definitely she one of my incredible. Oh my yeah. every year I was looking at her outfits over the last few years and she's just so cool and she always changes up her hair and her beauty look she's not afraid to go mad Rihanna obviously mm. always makes an impact yeah Katy Perry always oh, always all out yeah because remember Rihanna when she wore the um, that yellow cape yes and the yeah. memes of oh the, my god the yeah <laughs> It was a couture gown by Go Pay. Um, the, she's it like, was for China for through China, the looking yeah, glass. Yeah, through the looking yeah. glass, yeah. And like, I don't think, I can't get those images out of my head. I know. But she had the yeah, red hair yeah, and it was like yeah. this huge train. Yeah. Um, and like this year now, I can't wait to see Lady Gaga because especially she's co-chair. And because what's interesting with Lady Gaga now is that her red carpet looks over the last while have been actually so tame, so yeah, much yeah. more toned down. Yeah. Com- like compared to the Mitra, she's yeah. completely moved away. So I'm interested to see what she's yeah. going to do with that. We want her to go back to the like let's dance, like, yeah, Lady like Gaga with the bow in yeah, her hair, exactly. And, yeah. and the same with Serena Williams, who's also co-chaired this year, which I think is amazing that they're using people outside of the fashion and music realm. And who can forget Harry Styles? Because I have had a major crush on him since his first X Factor audition, and I hope we're going to get married. <laughs> 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 Overnight. It it's interesting actually that they've kind of embraced him so much in Hollywood, like that mm-hmm. he's become such a cool yeah. guy. Because you know, Zayn Malik showing up a few years ago in that with that like robot arm. Was that with Gigi? Yeah. With Gigi. I was like, no, no. But with Harry he seems to be able to pull off. Yeah. He's kind of got the personality yeah. for him though. Yeah. I think he's yeah. quite unapologetic about who he is and what he does and, and how he dresses. I yeah. think I don't think he's trying to be anything to anyone yeah he's, he's just like a, a kind of a newer Jared Leto or yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, kind of actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just it's embracing it number yeah. one in my top five I think for me um, I sort of love the premise and idea of the Met Ball more than I actually do the event itself mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't engage massively with it yeah. um, I love the whole idea that the proceeds go to the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute which I think is amazing and I think that's incredible and on that basis alone I think it should always you know, get bigger and better and more fantastic because I think that that's that's amazing the contribution it's making. But I get a bit tired of the outrageous outfits and they don't hold my attention for that long. But I think that's probably just me because I'm always quite pragmatic when it comes yeah. to fashion. Mm. So, you know, I'll take one look at Rihanna and go, no, yeah, that's Rihanna. Yeah, and yeah. kind of and kind of move on. So I'm much more interested in the celebrities that interpret the theme in a more subtle way yeah. and in a way that stays true to their own personal style. They're the people I think are really clever mm. and just you know because because really it's not that difficult to go outrageous. It's much more difficult very true. to interpret the theme in a way that looks red carpet apo- appropriate as well as mm. costume institute yeah. Yeah. appropriate. Yeah. So, and I mean, I think, you know, Kate Moss and I wouldn't be her biggest fan yeah. in the world, but you you can't argue with how, how well she does the Met Gala. And yeah. I mean, she's only been there twice in the past 10 years or whatever. So I thought Kate Moss did it brilliantly at the 2018 Met Gala and it was um, the Catholic imagination theme. And she wore her signature little black dress with those feathered shoulders shoulders that looked like wings almost so that was kind of her nod to the so to cool. the whole vibe yeah. and I mean she really just rocked it yeah. and she was so unapologetic you know this is me this is how I dress I don't have to make any fuss it's like the, for the Met Gala. Yeah. they don't yeah. really yeah. they don't take the theme too seriously if mm. they don't like it they seem to just wear what they want yeah. anyway and they look amazing yeah. every and year a, and I think Kate Moss does it so well yeah. and, you know again at the 2008 um, at Gala where it was um, model as muse yes so completely yeah. and I think she, she co-hosted the, the she, that year oh yeah gosh. the metallic with the gold turban. Oh with the God. turban and I mean she looked like a statuette mm. which was so appropriate mm. for this theme of modelist muse but because wasn't she OTT is, but wasn't mm. OTT and again it was mini which kind of works really well because yeah. when you go full length yeah. it can all get a little bit too dramatic because yeah. I think if you you know if she'd gone full length in that dress she literally would have looked, looked like an Oscar statuette yes. yeah. but it just had that sort of subtle nod to it so I thought that was really clever and actually my favourite Met Gala outfit and it's not extravagant at all but was Lily Rose Depp in um, 2016 and it was her first Met Gala and she wore a Chanel sort of white beaded halter neck dress with a a beautiful uh, sort of well, fur, faux fur, I'm not sure which, uh, mm. shrug that mm. was draped kind of mm. down off her shoulders. And she looked exquisite. And, you know, I'm not quite sure how it uh, how it sort of nodded to the theme yeah. of fashion in the age of technology, yeah. but it didn't matter. And she was really clever because she's so petite and she's so young. Nothing about that dress or that 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 outfit overwhelmed her. Um, it was it was it suited her features. It yeah. suited her frame. She went for sort of ankle length, which was really clever. Because and it was kind of so age petite. appropriate. So. It was so mm. age appropriate. And 
she looked so confident on that red carpet. And again, she stole the show for me mm-hmm. um, on that occasion. Yeah. Not, you know, Jennifer Lopez or whoever it was yeah. doing, doing their, their crazy thing. But but I can totally understand why, you know, a celebrity who has access to any type of fashion in the entire world would want to go all out and, and have fun with it. And you look at personalities like Lady Gaga and Katy Perry and that's who they are. Mm. Yeah. They're outrageous. They're outrageous They're in their music themselves. videos. They're so a they brand are, though. Yeah. They are a brand. brand. They are a so, brand. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think... I can I can totally understand why they do that, but uh, you know it, it it's not so much for me. And again, you know, another one, Michelle Williams in um, Louis Vuitton oh, in twenty eighteen. No, it was the metallic, the silver. Oh yes, full length yeah, gown yeah. with sort of studded shoulders, yes. and it was a little bit Joan of Arc. Yeah. I think that was kind of where she was yeah. going with that. But she looked incredible, and again, you know, she could have worn that to any red carpet event, but mm-hmm. yet it totally you saw it and you knew exactly. What the th- you know how it tied in with the theme, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's just so so clever, it and is, I think yeah. that's the kind of fashion that appeals to me at the at the Met Gala. Yeah, so but the but I, I I agree with you. I think yeah. this year having the word camp in mm. in in the title is just it's just asking for craziness and outrageousness. Yeah, yeah, so it will be interesting to see. But again, I'm I'm even more interested to see who can interpret that theme. Yeah, in their own way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so. Sarah? Yeah, well, absolutely. I agree. I like. I think it's going to be absolutely outrageous this year, and I cannot wait to see how the A-listers designers interpret the theme camp notes on fashion. Uh, so I'm expecting it to be the most OTT extra flamboyant and possibly vulgar Met Gala to date. But I also think with having Alessandro Michelle from Gucci as hosting it, he's just a visionary genius. You know, I didn't think he could top last year's. Um, Catholic theme so I'm really interested to see I think it's going to be really considered you know I Mm. don't think it's just going to be Yaniel Tack it's you know there's going to be so much more to it Um, so yeah I think it's going to be full of inspiration from different designers eras icons cultures and I'd say there might even be like a a Victor and Rolf meme dress Mm -hmm. hitting the red carpet (laughs) possibly Uh, I thought it was funny that uh, Susan Sontag's notes on camp uh, the text that inspired the theme described camp as a woman walking around in a dress made of three million feathers. <laughs> so the Style Awards attendees were definitely on theme last week because there was a serious There were a lot event. of feathers. There were a there lot were. of feathers. Um, actually, of all the attendees of the VIP Style Awards, uh, for me, the most camp would have to have been uh, Holly Carpenter. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. she basically wore a lilac cloud and 10-inch heels she borrowed from a drag queen, which I just think is brilliant and fair play to her. Uh, I'm sure it was a battle of endurance and test her to the limits. Like, seriously, how did she walk? I have no idea. How did she wee? How did she interact with anyone? I just... Amazing. Just mm. She just looked so fab. But I have so many questions. But anyway, I hope she wasn't lonely. And uh, <laughs> I really think her look, which was designed by, it would seem, everyone's dress designer, Eamon McGill, was Met Gala worthy. Um, last year's theme is a tough act to follow. But as I said, with Alessandro, Michelle of Gucci and Lady Gaga co-hosting, I've no doubt it'll be an absolute spectacle. That's at the tone, both Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. And last year, for me, Lana Del Rey and Jared Leto stole the show in their Gucci get-ups for the Heavenly Bodies fashion and the Catholic imagination theme. Who can forget Lana in that cream dress with the, the Sacred Heart yeah. Tress, yeah. Uh, chest plate and ombre wing headpiece flanked by Leto and Michelle. They literally looked like a Renaissance painting come to life. Mm. It's just sublime. I don't, I don't know how they did it and the amount of money that went into that and the yeah. detail the intricacy yeah, it's is pretty just incredible. amazing but I remember watching um, the documentary the first Monday in May mm. and like you said it wasn't even like obviously there was Rihanna in that cape and you know whoever else but for me it was the curator Andrew Bolton that was the star of yeah. that it was just incredible yeah. his job like I remember just researching like how can I do you know like yeah. how can I get involved in this he, his vision was out of this world he, I just I I just was in awe of him yeah. really the whole time and actually the it's interesting because the curator in the V&A who did the Dior exhibition is actually an Irish woman Oriel yeah. Cullen yeah. Um, she was over recently in conversation with Deirdre McQuillan and again I'm just in awe of what they yeah. do and I think it's really nice and I, I loved that the first Monday in May gave you that insight because everyone was watching it going ooh I can't wait to see how Rihanna came up with that costume yeah. but in reality it, it showed everything the whole scope of it how absolutely incre- the, 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 the behind the behind scenes just the behind the scenes content in that documentary was mind blowing yeah. yeah you know yeah. It, it, I mean I can't imagine the intensity yeah 
of being involved yeah, in, in, in the organization yeah, of that, any pressure. level of the organization even of the that. table planning. Oh my God. Oh my God. The stress. Yeah, oh my absolute God. stress. So I, I just, that's what I loved about that film. Um, but as far as the Met Gala, the first year that I really took an interest in it was actually in 2007. Like I, I knew it had been around for years yeah. and like that, I thought it was quite tame. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like the Oscars for fashion. Yeah. Um, but the theme that year was Poiret, King of Fashion. And he, um, Paul Poiret is an art deco designer and he's always been an inspiration of mine I've referenced his work over the years he was known for kind of the mandarin coats and the harem pants and the turbans drawing a lot of inspiration from the east so it was kind of it was a complete juxtaposition to the kind of the corseted stuff you know turn of the century kind of that restricting everything was free flowing it was all silk it was his his work is just incredible and you know the girls all had that little bob oh, and love you know, the bob. flapper style headbands and really opulent really grand and incredibly sophisticated remember those little lampshade skirts with the yeah, he, he so invented cute. like the hobble skirts that you kind of bound your knees you know I just was fascinated by him and Cecil Beaton I just was in love with from from the get go so I it was Kirsten Dunst that was probably most on theme that year but I don't think she really got much yeah acclaim from anyone because people didn't really understand yeah, the there theme, wasn't an appreciation yeah, of it absolutely yeah and it, so then it was the likes of kind of Kate Bosworth and J-Lo who did the great Gatsby thing yeah. you know which has been done to death but yeah. they, they looked fabulous and they probably grabbed more of the you know the, the spotlight yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah and then I was saying about oh Ashley Olsen was wearing this unbelievably divine feather uh, dress that year and again I'm not sure I, I know he used feathers and stuff as embellishment but she kind of did her own take on it and she just looked incredible whether it was on theme or not um, and actually around the time of the Met Gala in 2007 Vogue US did um, a shoot with model Natalia Vodianova mm-hmm. and it was Grace Coddington styling it and Stephen myself was the photographer and I just remember it was just the most sublime like I had those images framed I still reference them the colours the tones the texture it's everything that I love about fashion and um, and I think it was still to this day, I think it's possibly one of the best shoots that Vogue has ever commissioned. And it was all around Poiret and based on, on his work. And actually the, the Richard Quinn trapeze coat that I used for the cover of last October's image mm. um, that was modelled by that wonderful mature model, Hannah Dacken. She was Dacken. beautiful. Yeah. That was a gorgeous cover. It that, that coat was very reminiscent of Poiret's. It was actually, yeah. yeah the kind of puff sleeves yeah. and the, the drama the of it, the swing style. of it. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that kind of, actually that shoot itself embodied kind of modern glamour to me that Hannah kind of owned the look and all the looks because it was a bit rock and roll. It was a bit kind of eccentric sophistication. And also I think what was lovely, you know, we were outdoors and she was just swinging around exactly. in that yeah. cape in a field. Swagger. In a very, she had swagger. In a very natural. She yeah. looked, um, the, the, it didn't look styled. Yeah. She yeah, was yeah. so comfortable she in that She could have owned that house. Mm. She could have been rocking through those mm. fields. She was comfortable as anything yeah. in that amazing dramatic coat. And I yeah. think that kind of just yeah. resonates then. Yeah, yeah. So that that for me is definitely um kind of that modern glam mm. for me. That that was that kind of nailed it. But just thinking about kind of Irish personalities who I think would fit into that camp theme, I'd have to say Nevo Donahue, uh, our fabulous former host, uh, and her boyfriend Jake, I think they would definitely lap up that camp. They theme. they would be amazing guests yeah. at yeah, the Met Gala. Yeah, they would. <laughs> they, they really would. would. The fedoras with the feathers yes. and their use of colour and everything. And another person that springs to mind is Tara Stewart, you know, the Aussie DJ. Yeah, or oh, she'd be Perfect yeah, yeah. For, her, even her outfit at the yeah, yeah, Soul Awards. Yeah, she just yeah. went out there. Yeah, yeah, she. I worked with her last summer actually on something, and she was just so extra and, like you say, unapologetically out there. You know, like yeah. nothing was off limits. She would have. She put on absolutely anything. It was so refreshing to work with someone who, yes. you know, especially he trusts you yeah. and, and is, is, yeah. is going to have a bit of fun with it as well. Totally. But it was like you know, like her leg. Yeah, no problem. You know, like mm. she was just up and things. So I felt like a total nerd around her. But it was really nice being around someone. Who's, who was so I would almost say camp now yeah. you know but just so flamboyant yeah. and extra so mm-hmm. Why do we think um, the Met Gala has become so extravagant over the last sort of 10 years I, Is that Anna media. Media. So is it yeah. social, media? social media? Yeah. And yeah. Anna Winter's involvement maybe as well just but She's yeah, been but involved she's, since 1995 yeah. Oh, oh has yeah. she? Yeah But I think the thing with Anna Winter is that she understands how like 
how the world has changed. Yeah. And so she would have been the first to bring in, put actresses on the cover mm. and then obviously she the Kardashians. So she's yeah. really with yeah. it. So obviously she understands the power. So I say she obviously has a part to play. And I think it is it is social media. Mm. It's, they want the exposure. The they want that big moment. It is, yeah, yeah completely. So I think that's why it has changed over the years. And it's it's literally not just the fashion Oscars anymore. Which is great. It's, just, it's great. Yeah, I think yeah. it's yeah. No, wait, no, it, it, no, absolutely. I think it is great that it's something different. And uh, as I said, obviously, I, I prefer the more understated mm. interpretations. But that's not to say that it isn't fabulous to have an opportunity for yeah. women with the those crazy personalities to... Yeah. But it know, probably just, opens it up um, to a lot more people than it would have back in the 90s, let's say. Yeah. It probably would have been very like secluded and kind yeah. of real invitation only. But obviously the way it's moved on now is kind of opened it up to a broader audience, which mm. I think Although is great. Although I, I think apparently the, the cost of the... I, yeah, I think there's a certain number of invites mm. and then there's a certain number of tickets that can be, that can be purchased. Yeah. But I think that I read somewhere that price is so prohibitively expensive yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's it's opening up. But not really opening up yeah but we'll watch we'll watch and anticipate absolutely can't wait yeah so that's a lovely way to wrap up today's chats girls thank you very much thank you you. this May sees an exciting new addition coming to Kildare Village with the launch of the Poco by Pippa Papa Boutique no wardrobe is complete without a Poco piece taking pride of place and its exclusive collection of denim jeans shirts and jackets can be styled to suit everyone visit the boutique all this month at Kildare Village On today's episode, our guest is the very cool and very fabulous singer-songwriter Loa. Loa is currently making waves in the Irish music industry with her distinctive art-soul musical style. And she's a pretty stylish person to boot too. And we're absolutely delighted to have her on the show. So welcome, Loa. Thank you for having me. How are you today? Delighted to be here. Thank you very much. We're delighted to have you. Um, You have a really, really distinct personal style. How would you describe it? (sighs) Well... (laughs) Okay, um, I would say that my style is a combination of um, maybe Western, um, a bit of couture and high street fashion and West African prints and cuts. Yeah, I was going to say, does your African heritage with that influence it a lot? Yeah, it's literally a like combination. I mean, even today I'm wearing a jumper that a friend of mine designed, Zini Summers, and it's um, a black velvet jumper. And one of the sleeves is uh, Nigerian fabric. Oh, wow. In orange and purple. So it's like, yeah, it's literally right down the middle. And listeners, she looks really, really cool. She has these <laughs> velvet pants on as well and they look so, so comfy. Yeah, they're like, it's like wearing fancy pyjamas. <laughs> if I was sleeping in them, I would be delighted. <laughs> yeah. um, so have you always had an interest in fashion? Um, yeah, I like most little girls, I dressed up a lot um, when I was a kid. And I, I definitely went through a phase in my teens where I wasn't entirely confident mm. and um, just kind of wanted to hide myself. Yeah. Um, so I just wore a lot of very nondescript clothing. But um, I did, I was obsessed with purple. Really? So it would be very nondescript, but purple. But- <laughs> so, um, I only owned one piece of makeup and it was a purple eyeshadow oh, I, wow. so I didn't even wear makeup I was just like don't look at me um, but uh, then I suppose in the last couple of years since and I trained as a pharmacist mm-hmm. and um, so for those kind of years when I was first working I wore a lot of like blazers and very formal attire yeah, um, which I love too because that's quite snappy and, yeah, and it, it makes, makes you feel, feel kind powerful. Of powerful yeah, yeah. power mm-hmm. dressing um, and even after I finished my training and I became a pharmacist and I stayed working in the shop I was in in Lucan one of the girls said to me Jesus Sally your clothes are after taking a, a serious improvement since you qualified <laughs> now that you're a pharmacist oh I was like well I know that's actually true I, I started dressing for work in yeah. a bit more but um, and then when I kind of made the transfer because for me because I have that kind of pharmacist side of my mm. brain that's like formal meeting the public yeah. and you need to look a certain way presentable and it's not necessarily so much about personal style it's also about reassuring mm-hmm. people that you're meeting yeah. by your clothing that you're mm-hmm. in control of yourself <laughs> <laughs> which is honestly a big part of it whereas um, so when I started performing and I was working part time but also performing I really had to like mentally change what I was wearing to also help me change mentality that I was like okay this is now I have to really express myself and so I would force myself to wear things that I wasn't even sure I could get away with just to be like no you have to step out of the 
state of mind of like, I'm here to serve the public. Like you're here to serve your self-expression first and foremost and then your audience. And so I, I really use clothes as a way of like getting into a mental state. Mm-hmm. So there is business law and there is oh, yeah. fun law. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talk about style identity a lot on mm. the podcast and kind of how clothes can be kind of an armour and they kind of show the world the kind of person you want to be portrayed as. Yeah. And do you think you found your identity now since you left pharmacy or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always changing and moving and discovering. And also, you know, new styles come into fashion. Um, but definitely I feel that I have a distinctive um, approach, which is like I have my favourite colours, which tend to be bright and intense tones like mm-hmm. yellow, red, you know, blue I like pastel pastels don't really work for me I've noticed um and and then you know of course with a lot of black but um it is an arm I think basically it's I I know Bjork described it once she was like I if I'm wearing what I feel like inside then everything is sort of unified yeah and then I'm like okay I'm ready for the world so that could be like very understated and like I don't really want to be seen today mm-hmm. I want to be inside myself yeah and so my clothing reflects that so it is like almost like an extended skin and, and I really love love clothing I mean yeah. some of my best one of my best friends uh, Violet Ogden um, her father is Perry Ogden who's a photographer and um, her mum Marina Guinness would have helped really encourage me a lot when I was a teenager and wanting to get into the arts and they as a family they've been very influential yeah. on me um, and Perry's worked on shoots for Vogue and everything oh, wow, and then okay. Violet is now who's one of my best friends she's now designing clothes and she um, so I, I was in Sierra Leone recently and I brought back a bunch of fabrics for her to make clothes with and she's we're, we're all from Kildare, like mm-hmm. myself and Violet are from Kildare and like ponies are a big part of her childhood yeah. and all my friends <laughs> ride ponies. So she makes these jumpsuits that have giant ponies on them oh and gosh. I got the fabric in Freetown because it's really big at the moment in West Africa. Yeah. It's like pony fabric. Oh, so wow. it's like this okay. amazing... Um, combination of like Kildare ponies yeah. and West Africa and she, so I have this one of my favourite pieces is a bright red I mean bright red jumpsuit with blue ponies on it oh my God, I <laughs> she love made, that she handmade it for me for my birthday last year and it was like that to me is like the culmination of everything you know I'm wearing something my friend made that I got the fabric for in West Africa and I, I wore it to other voices in Dingle oh, wow. and it was just like I that gives me life you yeah because I suppose when you're wearing it's personal it's personal so it makes you feel yeah, yeah I just feel a kind of a way in it and I just feel yeah I feel like I can take on the world I feel like Beyonce I, I love <laughs> the way the ponies aren't that's such a Kildare thing yeah it's yeah. so Kildare like <laughs> everywhere there's just ponies all over Kildare I love it um, but we're sort of exotic as well you yeah know, it's fun uh, and when you're performing now what is like a go-to outfit um, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm quite skinny and sometimes I feel maybe not like, I feel like, I, sometimes I feel like a little bit of, I, it's hard to describe, I feel a little, almost immature in my body mm. and I can feel really tiny and um, I feel almost like frail and that's something that I struggle with and try and, um, you know, I, it's a constant battle to feel like powerful in my body because it's so small but, um, and I know it's a weird thing to say because in our culture in Ireland, like, that's considered to be like the the ideal mm-hmm. in some ways. Whereas I, I'm half Irish and half West African, and West in West Africa it's the opposite. Like you, re, as a woman, you want to be like big and present yes. and curvaceous. So there's a kind of there's two parts of my brain that fight over who isn't who's right yeah. and who's in charge. So it's just like <laughs> I mean, we're as women, we're all the body is just a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's only oh my go god, there, you know? know. But um, what I do, I like to kind of feel like I've grown myself physically on stage. So I wear things. I would wear like really baggy trousers, like mm-hmm. the ones I'm wearing today. They're yeah orange velvet baggy trousers <laughs> amazing so, <laughs> just to say again they're amazing <laughs> um, so I'd wear like big big loose pants that feel really comfortable and sort of make me feel like a bit bigger mm. and I'll often have like fringe kind of cardigans um, and then or like again Violet made me these massive big baggy pantaloons in um, fabric that a friend brought back from Brazil and then I'll wear like a black crop top you know that's yeah. tight and cute up top but I feel like big on my lower half you yeah. know and I'm stomping around the stage and then I my big my kind of centre piece would be my head wraps um, so I'll often match the material of my big like turbans to whatever trousers or dress I'm wearing um, so that so and I like mixing my fabrics yeah. like um, my other friend Zini who made the jumper I'm wearing she made me once uh, like a 
it's a blue, so it's like blue African material kind of short dress, but then it's got this blue chiffon tail, just randomly, oh, wow. like oh totally mixed up fabrics, you know, and a bit of chiffon over this shoulder and then a, a matching head wrap. So it's like, I like to have like soft and ruffled and and hard co- cotton and like everything mm. happening, you know, just really yeah. busy. I dress quite busy, actually. And do you think that, does it vary from your day-to-day wear? Like oh, your performance yeah. outfits, would they be completely different? Like what yes. would you wear in a normal day then, let's say? Um, Literally like, I, lo- I do love velvet now because the way it feels um, but I'd wear like a blue polo neck and skinny jeans yeah, like just... really low key and comfortable that I can like tramp around town in and like get my bits done yeah. um, and also because I also don't necessarily want to draw too much attention to myself yeah. all day every day <laughs> like I'm extra but like, yeah. not all the time <laughs> there's a time and a place you know and because say with the Met Gala now because our topic yeah. on Smart Hazard this week is the Met Gala and um, on the red carpet, let's say, or the pink carpet, should I say, mm-hmm. it's as if the outfits become another aspect of the performer. Do you find that with your outfits that they're just another aspect of Loa as a whole? Yeah, well, um, I think for me, exp- um, I'm I'm very visual. So uh, there's the music, there's the the what I'm hearing and w- what I sound like, and that's obviously the first and foremost. But then. Um, what people are seeing and hearing for me they should go together mm-hmm. um, and if they don't it's it, it's weird it feels it's like it's jarring yeah so um, for example I I was a guest on Panty Bliss's show Riot mm-hmm. uh, at the weekend and um, I was like well I'm going on Panty's show so I can't just show up in whatever yeah. you know I mean <laughs> come on now and I, I was like okay well I thought really thought about it I was like for me Panty's a queen and, well, she is a queen. It's yeah. not for me. She just is. <laughs> is and I was like, okay. And I'd seen Riot. And so I was like, well, I'll I'll serve a certain vibe. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to go Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it was like, because I was playing a song, my song, Nothing. And I was kind of weaving it into Thank You Next, by a cover of Thank yeah. You Next by Ari And I, So it was like, okay, well, we're going to go sort of big with this. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that it all made sense. I was yeah. like, the visual has to match. And I think, yeah, for a lot of performers... That is the case. And even performers who, would, shall we say, don't have an image. Mm-hmm. That's an image in itself. Exactly. That's an act an act of not aligning with a visual. With something. Something. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me, is just, it says as much as, yeah. as the other way. Yeah, it's a bit like Ed Sheeran. I feel like Ed Sheeran's like that. Yeah. He's very like simple. Yeah, he's okay. like, I'm your next door neighbour. Yeah, that's it. You know? And that's kind of what... That's what he... That's what, but I, like he's covered in tattoos though. Yeah, so that's he is visual. He is, like yeah, you don't get tattoos if you're not visual. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, I'm just everyday. I'm just an everyday guy. But there's the expressions <laughs> coming through under his skin because he's like, I have to yeah, because he's like, like multi, they're multicolored tattoos. Yeah, multicolored. They're bright. Yeah. yeah. And then say before like touring or concerts, like how much planning mm. go into your outfits and um, yeah, a good bit. Like I haven't actually. Um, toured extensively mm. yet and that's something that's on, at the back of my mind because yeah. I'm planning to do that over the next year and a half and I'm going like how am I going to work this because my what how am I going to pack yeah. <laughs> because I also don't like to repeat myself so I'll have like I, I you know I have a limited wardrobe still but um, I like to change it up a bit and adjust and not wear the same exact combination every time Um on, you know, until I'm gaga and I can just like people are just sending me free things. Well, we'll get there. But um, so yeah, I would I would plan and I would I would also plan based on the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's a festival, um, it needs to be visible from afar. Yeah. Yeah, I would think of that, and it, like my turbans would be higher, like right, taller. Okay. And then if it's a a more of a small club gig, I I probably won't even wear a turban. I'll just have my natural hair, and I would think about those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. You'd never, you'd never think that. I suppose when you're outside of the performing kind of zone, mm. you kind of think, oh, just kind of put on anything. But I, you'd never actually realise the amount of work that goes in because you have to yeah. think about those sort of things. Yeah, because at the like, if someone's at the back of a room, I want them to be having an experience, um, both visually and orally, and obviously emotionally. Mm-hmm. That's their personal experience. Mm-hmm. But the bits that I can control, I want to control. Yeah, the bits exactly. And it's not just for them; it's also for me to be to get into this mind space where I can create the best experience. Because gigs are an experience; like you, ha- you don't have anything to show for it afterwards, mm-hmm. unless you take some crappy pictures on your phone. Yeah. But like it's a, it's like eating at a restaurant. It's a completely ca- encapsulated experience that 
can never be repeated again. It's not like buying a DVD and you can mm-hmm. watch it loads of times. It's it's about that moment and you're creating a live moment. And so I want to create as special a moment as I can for myself and for the people coming to the show. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. Because it does. It does. I think it sparks emotion. I think clothes can spark emotion. I think if you see someone in a certain outfit and let's say if you're at a concert and you'll come back to your friends and you'll be talking about it and you'll be like, oh my God, and she wore this. Like, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing, yeah. But that's how I feel, certainly. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 then, and then if the person, if the performer looks really comfortable and is really like feeling themselves in their outfit, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to feel myself too. And we're yeah. all just there. So yeah. Everyone's just in, it's really in the expressive. Vibes. Exactly. Like the <laughs> and what would be your earliest fashion memory? Hmm. Oh, I remember. So um, when my sister, Emma, was, who is now an artist, mm. a feta, when she was christened, because we were living in London at the time, we had a big christening party. And um, I, so I was about three um, and I wore this peach dress that I loved so much <laughs> and I was so excited <laughs> to wear it. And it's probably, because I was three, it's one of my earliest memories yeah. as well. And um, and even my older brother, we have an older brother, and he was like, he often says, Sal, you should you should wear like more peach. Do you remember that peach dress you wore at Emma's christening? <laughs> like as if it was like a few weeks ago. <laughs> like he was six, you know, but even he remembers. He's like, you really rocked that peach yeah. dress, Sal. That's close. <laughs> Brothers yeah. remember stuff I wore. I know, right? Oh, there's also like loads of photos of it because it was her christening. Oh, but um, we had That's so, so nice. much fun. Yeah, yeah. And say because you lived in... You've lived in Sierra Leone? Yeah, Sierra Leone, Gambia, London, England. We lived in London. And then we, we spent most of our childhood in Minute in Kildare. Yeah. But yeah so you have a bit of a bit of everywhere, really. Yeah. Like, coming into your style, yeah. Yeah. And totally. with that influence, how you shop now, like where, where you shop, brands you shop. Yeah, big time. Um, I definitely, if I'm in London, I'll always go to vintage, play, vintage markets and stuff. Because London, like... The vintage game in London is is just oh, it's unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. Because you think about all the people that live in London, how old London is as a city, and all the people that have been coming in and out for for centuries, and the access and the crossover. You know, you get stuff in London that you just literally can't get anywhere mm-hmm. else in the world, and it's such a mix of styles and cultures. So, in terms of vintage, and every every big fashion movement will like start in either London or Paris or New York or whatever so yeah it's just it's unbeatable for fashion um, especially for me for vintage anyway Mm -hmm. and then I'll do like high street like places Topshop and and everything and H&M and stuff Um, and then I'll get my bespoke pieces made so I was in Sierra Leone recently for the Freetown Music Festival and I got some materials and I had like a couple of jumpsuits made and stuff yeah really amazing jumpsuits so um, because the tailors there can like, you know, you tell them what you want made and they mm-hmm. do it specifically for you, for your body and, and they measure you. So, and it's like, it's a whole part of culture, the culture, like that's more common. Yeah. It's more common to get your clothes made than it is to buy them in a shop. That's amazing. That's like special, one of a kind. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I wish Ireland was more like that. Yeah. I guess we've made it inaffordable. Yeah. It's just cheaper to shop on the high street. It is, and I suppose like a special occasion kind of a thing. If you get something made, it's like a big thing. People it's are like, whoa. Huge. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> ooh. Okay. The notions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and is there any like dream brand, say, you know, in a few years, you're after blowing up, you're over in America on, the red car- on pink carpet at the Met Gala. Yeah. Who would be some, like a dream brand that oh I love Alexander McQueen stuff because it's so extra mm. um, and the ja- the jackets and the um, Vivian Westwood yeah I could see you in, in those type yeah, designers yeah big and the colours especially Vivian Westwood like some of her reds that she'll choose for gowns are just so like deep and intense mm. um, so I like that really intense like one colour um, like big red dress yeah. you know that's huge <laughs> yeah um, and then and then a patterns I like for red carpet stuff patterns don't work as mm-hmm. well you know um, they're cool on uh, like festivals and stages so that would be interesting um, yeah to kind of see what because you can see with haute couture like 
the, the patterns become less and less prevalent they and do, it just yeah. goes into like one colour and it's all it's about textures, texture. Yeah. And texture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is cool. That's an exciting place to go with that. Someday that yeah. will happen. It definitely will. Is there anyone in the music industry at the minute that you kind of look at and you're like, their style is just on point and they are just killing it? Um, Interesting. I suppose... Um, that's a good question. Like, there's a lot of different people for d- different artists for different things, I think, because mm. most artists will have like, um, so there's one artist, I am DDB, who's from Manchester. She kind of makes like trap, she sort of sing raps over trap beats. And she's got this really urban style. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that I would dress like her but she is kill. she kills yeah. it I mean she's just um, she her merch is like jumpers oh, okay. uh, is hoodies you yeah. know and um, she's just s- s- bad like she's really cold like I met her in Dublin <laughs> she, she was um, playing once and my sister's band supported her so we got to meet her and she's lovely um, but yeah she just really dresses for herself and I yeah. love that um, and it, it's very translatable mm-hmm. Like, and her hair is always like super on point with extensions or she changes it all the time so I, I'm like I love her Instagram because yeah. I'm just on it not even that I'm trying to like copy but I'm like admire I, admire mm-hmm. yeah, and the, yeah and the intensity and consistency with which she dresses I'm like oh I need to I need I want that for myself, that for yourself, in yeah. my own way, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, and then I just watched Homecoming by Beyonce, really? and that was very inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just another <sighs> level. She is. I feel like <laughs> blessing myself when I do doing the sign of the cross when I mention her. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but even you're saying about her merch, like her merch is always so specific to her. Yeah. And like the surf. Remember the surfboard? surfboard? Yeah. They were so, they were so cool. cool. They were so cool. Yeah. And was that something you'd like now say when you're, if you've your own merch? Yeah. That you'd like, have something specific and people can wear, because you know some merch can be kind of like, ugh, yeah. I'm going to wear it, but something that people can be like, this is actually class. I, yeah. I want to like, wear this. I've done t-shirts for the first EP and the remix EP because um, my, Valentina, who did the artwork, she yeah. is really good at designing. So she designed this this thing and we they're I really like them like they're black t-shirts and they're they're like essentially unisex but it's a it's sort of um a silhouette of my my head with a turban on I'm like that's I'm like I'm getting there with it and I love them and they're really cute and but yeah I think I could even go more specific you know and with something and that that's a it's something that's at the back of my mind mind. that'd be fab and then this is a question I always I just love to ask people because I always think about my teenage self and I kind of cringe. But uh, what advice would you give 16-year-old Loa? In terms of style, in terms of life, whatever. Oh, God, poor little thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I would say, like, don't be be afraid. Don't be so afraid. I'm so afraid then. And I really wanted to, the one thing that I really regret about the time, because I was really into, like, metal and um, just rock music and heavy mm-hmm. stuff and like the Deftones were my one of my favourite bands at the time yeah. and Metallica and stuff but I was so shy and insecure and I also really wanted to do well in my exams mm-hmm. that I just didn't I didn't go out at all and I, I knew that there was this whole experience that people were having that wasn't didn't involve me and I was yeah. like I had such FOMO um, but I was terrified. I was like, so socially anxious that I was like, I'll just, I'd rather live with the FOMO than the fear of what will go wrong yeah. if I leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I used to really want to go hang out in um, in Temple, in, you know, at like the Central Bank with mm-hmm. all the, like, the cool goth kids. Yeah. Um, who, some of whom I'm friends with now. <laughs> like um, later, <laughs> into the, they were like, you should just come. It wasn't, it was fine. Like, but... <laughs> um, and I think I would just say, like, don't be afraid to take risks because mm-hmm. it'll be okay. You know, both in terms of what I, clothing and, you know, everything, experiences. Yeah. But at the same time, had I not gone through that phase and gotten so tired of not taking risks that mm-hmm. I then allowed myself to, maybe I wouldn't be where I am, you know. So That's I'm like, you know, maybe it's okay. But um, yeah. Yeah. And would you tell Stella to do the pharmacy and... Take on the music. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that now. <laughs> I mean, again, it's like I can't regret the choices I've made because mm-hmm. they're done now, so it's too late to yeah. regret them. But I, I, yeah, I think 
you know, it's it's your time at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And your time is so precious on the earth. And like YOLO, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're one, so you got to, if you know you want to do something, just, 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 just do just it. Quit stalin and just go and do it and throw yourself in but again because i was that type of a teenager like i was so insecure and i was so afraid of everything i do worry that had i gotten into music at that point jesus i don't know where i would have ended up yeah because i was very shy and green and vulnerable Mm -hmm. and so maybe it was better i stayed in like concrete safe structures like universities and stuff because I was just so insecure like mm-hmm. I don't know what would have happened if I was like I'm just going to go to London and become a star like I God knows who would have yeah. got grabbed me do you know what I mean <laughs> like I didn't know anything about the world yeah. or anything about myself um, and being in the music industry now like I'm much older and I'm also older than most artists mm-hmm. who that I'm around as well um, and so like a lot of like even some of the Dublin people like call me auntie you know, oh my like, god auntie. really even though I'm like hey I'm not that old <laughs> like, the cheek the cheek, the cheek. Yeah. but then I'm like oh, actually I want the respect so it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept it but I think I feel that I can make decisions with um, both in terms of fashion in terms of mm. my work and I'm okay I understand everything so if things aren't going well or they are going well I understand generally the reasons yeah. and there's a lot less mystery and I'm able to read people better because it's a mad industry and I still so. make mistakes all the time. I'm still learning. Um, but I'm probably making a lot less mistakes mm-hmm. than I would if I was younger. So, yeah. yeah. And so you think age has definitely helped you even with fashion and become oh, more yeah. confident in yourself? And Yeah, like, I, I mean, Violet and I were talking about this recently that she said, she remembers me saying when I started in music, she was like, because when we were teenagers, like, I really tried to just blend and... Uh, not be oh first of all just not really be black as yeah. well that was a big part of it I was like oh I don't know what I am you know and I didn't I didn't want to accentuate the fact that I was like half Sierra Leone mm-hmm. and I was just trying to like keep it low-key and not really talk too much about it I didn't even talk about the time that we spent abroad a lot of the time because I was just like I, d- I just didn't know how to process that yeah. part of myself and it, it's pretty obvious if you're looking at me that I'm half something mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> bit foreign like <laughs> and I was just like just keep it keep a clamp on it like it's, it's there but like we're not going there yeah. you know and that, and that was like lasted even through college you know and then it was only when I started to explore my music and I, I also spent some time in New York and like Americans are so extra mm-hmm. and I was like hang on this is something to be celebrated and proud of not to just like try and just gloss over mm-hmm. um, and it, it also is just truth it's the it's just facts yeah so I'm, I'm never going to escape who I actually am exactly and um the longer I spend trying to escape it the harder the weirder I'll become as a person you know yeah. so just I, I decided to kind of go there and I, I had said to Violet you know I just I tried so hard for so long to be normal and it just didn't work <laughs> so I just decided to be, be myself yeah yeah and then what's next for Loa well I'm <laughs> spending the summer um on the west end in um, an, uh, the Andrew Lloyd Webber Tim Rice show Jesus Christ Superstar oh my god um, amazing yeah so fun. I know. <laughs> I'll be playing Mary Magdalene oh wow um, yeah yeah don't know how to love him just wish I knew yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> um, so that would be like such an exciting it's a big gig for me you know yeah. it's like it's like feels like training that's huge um, it's huge yeah I'm really excited and um then I, I'm releasing music with Bantam, who's a producer from Cork, kind of Ooh. over the course of the year. We've already got a single out and released a single with my sister earlier in the year. So I'll just be putting stuff out what even while I'm away just yeah. for to be to be out. And then I'll I'll do some touring in autumn, Fab. both in Ireland and the UK. Well, we wish you all the best. Thank you. And you have been a pleasure and you'll be the coolest Mary Magdalene of all time. <laughs> Can I just you. say? <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me in. No bother at all. <laughs> This episode of Smart Casual was brought to you in collaboration with Kildare Village. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify.